Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello, welcome to Boo Bays. To Boo Bays. I'm Joshua. And I'm Caitlin, and we're your hosts. We're here to talk about the spectacular, amazing horror movies that you like to watch and we like to talk about. That's right. Spectacular, fun, fun of all the scary things. Yeah. Maybe not so scary. Mm, that we all love, hate, maybe. There's a lot in between. There horror is. Horror is so big. This film, particularly, that we're covering oh, yeah. today, had a lot of. Mm. A lot of not so great reviews when it first came out yeah yeah but now it's a classic and now it is a classic so that's right taking it back to 1980 1980 with Woo-hoo. stanley kubrick's that's a drum roll the shining <laughs> i love that drum roll that's a great drum roll <laughs> it's like gutter it's like in the back of your throat yeah it was definitely made with my uvula Ooh, i can just see it like dangling back and forth mm-hmm. back there very fast um but yeah today we're gonna be talking about the shining um it kind of surprisingly we haven't even that we haven't even covered it yet yeah it's such a like kind of staple i feel like in horror films it and is. like even like you know the here's johnny mm-hmm. you know meme and all that and its references and well all the references that so get many pulled from this movie and other shows movies cartoons yeah. like yeah it is it has made its mark. It really has. In media. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many, like we were saying, iconic scenes that when they happen, you're just like, oh, damn, there it is. Like, even seeing it again, it was still really, really cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, honestly, yeah, same because I haven't seen it in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And the last yeah, time I either. watched it, I was probably like uh, in high school. Um and you know yeah i you know i wasn't watching it to be like you know analyze it or anything so i i just remember it being very long and when i watched it this time actually it wasn't even as long as i like thought that yeah. it was it like actually went by pretty it does go by yeah um but uh definitely it was it was so good there were so many things that especially like in looking up like you know fun facts or you like you know things about the movie like getting pointed out especially because Stanley Kubrick was such a like very like there are no coincidences type of director mm-hmm. like and even if things look like it's a mistake he did it on purpose mm-hmm. to like have some sort of reason or make you think about it um so yeah anyways but yeah 
overall, five out of five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Skips to the boobs. Um, it is yeah. the best thing. But yeah, it was released in 1980, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Um, and it's based off of, of course, Stephen King's book, actually, with L- the same very name. Very loosely. Very, based. very loosely. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is definitely, um, it was marketed as Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, not of Stephen King's. Yeah. Which there was a lot of, a lot of the times, marketers did avoid putting Stephen King's name on films because it this is released in a time when horror movie was still like horror movies were kind of seen as a the devil yeah and just not like actual good cinema yeah yeah and uh-huh. so they weren't really like they were just kind of like trash yeah that people just toss aside and so um kind of even today like with yeah award seasons and shit that's true. But anyway. And not as many people wanted to put Stephen King's name on it because it explicitly kind of made it a horror film. Mm-hmm. And so, but they didn't put Stephen King's name on this one because it is very, very different from Literally, the book. Yeah. There are so many things that, that just not, never happen in the novel. There's no maze. Yeah, there's no maze. There's no maze. Mm-hmm. There's edge animals, but there's no maze. That's right. Um, so many yeah. little things. That and and there was beef between Steve and, and um, Mr. Stanley as well. Because That's even true. Steven wrote a script for the movie. Mm-hmm. And it did not. He Stanley Kubrick didn't even look at it, I believe. Yes. He just tossed it aside and then went on to basically write another film or an, he the, got another his own novelist script, yes with another novel novelist diane something yeah um it's well, crazy yeah um but yeah he also king so not only starting with that which is like i would already be pretty pissed you know like if it's my fucking book yeah and then it's not it's not like being portrayed the way that i wanted it to be mm-hmm. i would be you know i would pretty be pretty fucking pissed yeah. and um he then he also hated Jack Nicholson's like performance did, yeah. of the scene. Well, oh, Diane Johnson Diane was Johnson. the other um, screenwriter. Gotcha. And she was a novelist as well. Yeah, he didn't like the he also just didn't like the portrayal or the writing of the character as well, because the character for him in the book was supposed to be more like warm and you're supposed to sympathize with the character. And yeah, with Jack very Torrance, slow descent into yeah, madness. madness. And, then, and mm-hmm. this Jack Nicholson's Jack Torrance is already mad <laughs> right out the gate he's like i mean his fucking eyebrows they're yeah, yeah. every time he smiles it's like even like on the ew, car ride ew, with ew. the um talking about the donner family yeah uh-huh. and, and then like uh, you should eat your breakfast like he's just very cold and like not warm with his family yeah yeah he's not it does not seem as if he's a family man yeah yes very unsettling now on the flip side if you separate the two the book and the movie Mm -hmm. it's a fantastic movie oh yeah yeah jack nicholson's performance is honestly one of the most captivating things i think i've ever seen it is so Mm -hmm. unsettling and it's you have seen i mean if you've been in a sort of toxic relationship i think that's what makes it so terrifying is that that Mm. is entirely possible Mm -hmm. his the way he was talking and stuff and like hitting his head like i've i've and people talk like that yeah or treat and you have, that way. yeah talk to me that way yeah and so it's just like yeah whoa he really that's made so me scary. hate the guy he really made me hate jack torrance because yes. i'm just like man like the way he's treating sh- um asshole. windy windy like, yeah. it was horrible um and shelly duvall too as well and i think because that was like her only role ever she did yeah it. she's not in a lot yeah um her performance to me as well i i enjoyed her whole like very like 
eyes all wide and yeah. like kind of surprised at everything. Her screams and were good. Her screams were good. And even when she's like running around later and she's kind of just like with the little knife. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I have a note that she's like, what the fuck is her running? With the knife. Because of specifically how she's holding the knife. It's very like Kendall Jenner holding the cucumber at the other end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and when she's holding the bat. It's like, girl, you're yeah. holding that bat all wrong. You're not going to be able to hit him. <laughs> Stay back. Stay back. Stay back. <laughs> Literally. Um, but I, I oh, and even little Danny, um, the little boy, as um, we mentioned last mm-hmm. week, Kesley mentioned, that's one of her favorite facts about the shining is Danny, um, played by, oh crap. Danny played by uh, uh, Danny Lloyd. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Danny Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so interesting that Danny and Danny was his name and Jack and yeah. Jack and Anyways, but Danny had no clue he was playing a horror film. He just thought that he was in a sort of like family drama. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wasn't even allowed to watch the film whenever it first released. Yeah. He was shown a like 10 minute abbreviated version, basically, that was like for oh, kids. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, here you go. This is what you were in. And that's it. Aw. Which is it's I mean, so interesting. Yeah. They were trying to prevent him from being traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's so, okay. There's even more about, especially he, Kubrick was so, so mean uh-huh. to um, Wendy, Shelley Duvall yeah. during the filming. And um, she also wasn't, she was, her character was completely changed as well. Not just Jack yeah. by Kubrick and it says Wendy Torrance's film adaptation um, was dramatically changed. Kubrick's version of Wendy portrays her as frail, emotionally weak, submissive, and vulnerable. And um, casting Shelley Duvall fresh off the heels from her roles in Three Women and Annie Hall. And unfortunately, Kubrick's decision to make Wendy Torrance appear weaker than King's character in the book had a permanent impact on Duvall, who Kubrick physiologically. Nope, psychologically, I'm yeah. dumb as hell. Tormented on set to get the performance out of her desired. The famous scene of Wendy backing away from Jack on the stairs was shot a record number, 127 takes. Yeah. Shredding Duvall's hands raw from gripping a baseball bat and suffering from dehydration from crying. Yeah. Isn't that insane? It's very insane. Um, And he did that for a lot of his, like, f- like takes with the movies and shit. Like, mm-hmm. um the scene with um danny talking to um uh dick in the kitchen mm-hmm. whatever to, they did that over like a hundred and something times as well and yeah whole, and to where like even he was like i can't do it the actor was like i can't do it anymore i cannot yeah. say yeah. these Scat, fucking words anymore yeah. yeah um but yeah and king so king vocally was critical of wendy's characterization as Mm -hmm. well and he said it's one of the most misogynistic characters ever put on film and he said she basically was just there to scream and be stupid and that's Mm -hmm. not the woman that i wrote about which is like damn good good for you king for Mm -hmm. saying that but i mean she wasn't she was still pretty resourceful now was she as resourceful and stuff no no oh my god i'm all but that's also (laughs) but also too like if you look at the perspective of like an abusive relationship, toxic relationship. She is literally the woman that is like, she doesn't even like, she's too scared to even speak up her mind around oh, him. Yeah. She's just very like, because like, what he's can I so do for you? explosive. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no telling what he's going to do. He's already hurt their kid. Yeah. Which, exactly. I mean, I don't know. That should have been a, but anyways, that's, yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> there's, that there's the movie so represents. Um, 
on top of the horror. But yeah. Um, do you want to get into it? Yeah. Let's get into it. I really um like the opening scene, how it's um the drive up to the Overlook Hotel mm-hmm. and it's so cool and like the menacing music and like the uh, the sound uh escape. I forget what it, the soundscape behind it. Like mm-hmm. all the like little noises that they work into it. Yeah. I love it. The soundtrack the in movie. this whole film is very mm-hmm. it drives you like it it on, you honestly well it completely gives away everything Mm -hmm. because it basically tells you when you need to be scared Mm. it's Mm -hmm. it's very cut like yeah it gets the music swells in all the exact places where any sort of jump it's right where happens yeah no i mean it is good Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't there it's just very more no i I, I don't have any thing against it it's just very much like telling you like uh-huh. hey something scary is about to happen yeah which is fine that's totally fine and then whenever it wasn't there it was all very quiet and very mm-hmm. like just good use of sound around um yeah well we know you love a good like quiet like yeah more leave mystery yeah kind of vibe to it it still was a very good soundtrack i liked it and nothing nothing seemed over the top yeah. like i never once thought like they literally should have left that out. No, like yeah. I still thought it was very good. I liked throughout the movie, like all the like noises um, were very more like unconventional sounding to me. Like you know, it happens. And um, um, look, it matches your outfit. Cute. I love it. And so I'm yeah, wear it forever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just really liked all the different noises because it sounded like they were like you know like. Uh, rubbing metal things together yeah. and like doing all these type of like really weird, you know, mixing of whatever type of materials to make the sounds and the so very like, like practical, yeah, practical yeah, yeah, sound effects. I just really liked it. And then, um, anyways, we get uh, Mr. Jack Torrance uh, uh, arriving to the Overlook Hotel. He walks in, he's kind of taking a look around, and he gets to the receptionist and he's like, I have a meeting, and she points him to that one uh the manager's office right mr ullman mr ullman and he yes. is the first door to the left or right whatever but anyways he goes there and he's like left. talking to him to the left and oh i did write that mr ullman and they're uh talking about a job you know yes. apparently um they're about to go into off season and they need a caretaker to take mm-hmm. care of the facilities make sure that everything's maintained so that way when they come back nothing you know is broken and they have minimalized damage or whatever is yeah what they because it. mm-hmm. it's very harsh winters and mm-hmm. so they need it's apparently too harsh in order to maintain the roads to keep it open for people to come. Oh yeah. It's like but 25 miles of road that road, they can't. Yeah. yeah maintain. That they would have to like basically sit there and constantly Shovel, be shoveling. Thaw, yeah. All that. Yeah. And, um, now, I mean, it's probably different, but they did that. And then, so, but with harsh winters and stuff, you can't just leave the, like your house unattended, mm-hmm. you know, pipes will burst, things like that. And so they basically need someone there to just kind of periodically heat up the place. Which doesn't sound like a bad gig. Too no, it doesn't. Really. In a big fun hotel like that. Um, yeah. I mean, it looked cool. I would. I was in love with the carpet. Oh, my God. All the carpet was so fucking cool. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, I love the carpet, too. All the, the design. The wallpaper, Very too. kind of Art Deco-ish. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was very neat. Mm-hmm. Speaking of this room, though, the Ullman, Mr. Ullman's office, it's yeah. um, an impossible room. Mm-hmm. So that window, he's got this big, bright window in the back of it behind him. And it is, if you look at the layout of the hotel, 
it's right before you get to the elevators. And then so behind his office should be a mm-hmm. corridor or the like elevators. And it's like a hallway. And so there should be no possible way yeah. that there is a window there, which is just pretty interesting. There's lots of theories. I watched. <laughs> I watched a few different like fan theories. as Did well. you watch um, 237 room 237? Oh, I actually didn't see that one. OK, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I watched that this morning and <laughs> what happened What's the theory. There's, oh, there's so many. Yeah. There's so many, all from like covering up the Apollo moon landing mm-hmm. or like faking that footage to multiple different theories on it being a like narrative on the Holocaust. Yeah. As well as narrative on the like Native American peace pipes and stuff and like just the kind of symbolism and the bloodshed of yeah. the Native Americans and how just kind of the atrocities that happen when imperial imperialism basically occurs crimes against humanity yeah and then other ones like that it's just only about sex and stuff there's There's a lot of theories so many and some of them were like you are reaching so far yeah so far did you see the windy theory Mm, mm. Mm, about it was actually her losing her mind and jack was normal the whole time oh yeah i would yeah. like that uh-huh yeah no these ones were like they're like because he's wearing an apollo 11 sweatshirt here uh-huh. and then stan or jack nicholson's like going off on his wife like did you ever think of one single time my responsibilities to my job and yeah. stuff and was basically supposed to be kubrick's vocalization to his wife mm-hmm. about his involvement in faking the Apollo 11 moon landing. Yeah. And then uh, basically like whenever she finds his book, the all work and no play makes Jack a uh-huh. dull boy. It's like the realization of like what your partner would feel if they found out that you were involved in such a big thing. And oh, it's just, a lot. it's really it deep. Going, I know hole. I was like, the scene where he blew up on her actually um jack torrance um when she comes to check on him and he's like when you come in here you mess up and i have to you know it takes me forever to get back to going whatever Mm -hmm. um jack apparently as well uh helped in writing that that part of that scene Mm. because he had gone through a divorce like right before the movie or a little before the movie and And, that's um, how he was and yeah that he was like that as well because he had he was had a daughter he was supposed to be like a good husband but he had done like he was um acting in a movie during the day and writing like a screenplay at night Mm -hmm. and like doing this other shit and so trying to balance family work that's hard trying to be yeah. a family man yeah mm-hmm. and he had a blow-up moment like that on his wife and so that's how that worked into into the scene as well probably mm-hmm. not a good look for you i don't know if i'd ever <laughs> admit to that right <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways back to the overlook hotel which mm-hmm. is where we are meeting mm-hmm. with mr ullman mm-hmm. and he gets to talking and they're talking about all the things that he would need to do and he um is basically kind of it's like a almost normal job interview mm-hmm. but um then we kind of pan and we go back it to seems Nancy. he's already gotten the job right for the most part yeah because yeah. it doesn't seem like they're even like really asking him questions they're more so just describing this is what you're going to be doing yes yeah and he's telling him facts about it you know like that that 
place was built in 1907, which again was another thing. There's like this theory on the appearance of the number 42 and then multiples of seven. Mm -hmm. And then so like with the thing being on July 4th, the seventh month and Mm. then in 1921 and stuff. People really be digging. They do. Oh my God. At one point someone was like, there's an airbrush of Stanley Kubrick's face in the clouds. And I was like, no, there's not. Like they were it playing though. it frame by frame, and I was like, "But you can get really lost in the conspiracies." Oh, I know. The this was yeah. like, <laughs> if, I don't know if you've like ever like gone down videos. 1911, 1911, September 11, like oh yes, conspiracy yeah. theory mm-hmm. holes on YouTube. Yeah, it just like it keeps going, and you're just like, "What mm-hmm. the fuck did people pull and this from?" And then it just from? freaks you, and then it also just freaks you out. Yeah, there's just so many. There's too many ideas. There is. There's way too many. Um, um, and so, yeah, I, and I think in my notes, is, do we have like, is it intergoing between Wendy and Danny and them interviewing? Um, I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. And uh-huh. because right before it cuts to them after he tells Jack about the 1970 tragedy mm. where two little girls of eight and 10. So that's the other thing is like everyone refers to the. The girls as the twins, the shining twins, you know? Yeah. And they're eight and ten. They're not twins. Yeah. They are dressed identically, which I guess is it why. It makes it seem like they're twins. But, and when you actually look at them, too. They they're look very, very similar. Yes, but also very different. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, you you can tell they're not. I yeah. mean, they could be fraternal. Is that what they're it's fraternal called? Fraternal twins, yeah. Yeah. They could be fraternal twins, but one clearly looks mm-hmm. a little older. Um, but he's telling... He's telling Jack about this tragedy where two little girls of eight and ten, a man and his wife, um, they all lived there for that mm-hmm. time period from October until May because they close October 30th is the last day mm-hmm. of operation. So Halloween yeah. being the first day that they're closed and until May of May 1st. Mm-hmm. So that's a long time. Too. That's a really long time. It is. What, like five months? I think so. I don't know math. Uh, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. I was like, that's more than than five months. Seven months. Damn, that's like half a year. Yeah. That is half a year. That's a long time to be by yourself. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And um, but so it basically says that, you know, he lost his mind, killed his family with Mm -hmm. an axe and then uh, turns the gun on him or gets a shotgun and then turns it on on himself himself and uh, all of it because of cabin fever, Mm -hmm. it says. And the he's. Someone says, I think Jack says, like, oh, that wouldn't, you know, never happen. I was yeah. like, oh, well, you that's have to exactly worry what's that gonna happen to me. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, um, yeah, and he's he's explaining that the isolation is exactly what he's looking for because he's trying to write a new book mm-hmm. and he wants to have like peace and quiet and like get away from everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, it cuts to fucking weirdo little boy Danny mm-hmm. and his demon Tony finger. Yeah. And that, Wendy. Yeah. Wendy. Their little house is cute. Yeah. It's the way that I don't know why for some reason I was writing her name as Nancy <laughs> for like the first half of this. And then finally halfway, I'm like, oh, yeah, her name is not Nancy. Her name's Wendy because <laughs> he find, he's he said it at one point. And I was like, oh, yeah, my bad. So this first half is all like Nancy, Nancy. and Danny, Nancy and Danny. <laughs> um, and so anyways, yeah, That's we funny. have Danny talking to Latoni and he's like brushing his teeth um, and um that's whenever he starts seeing the vision, right? Mm-hmm. Of yeah, the blood coming out from the elevators. Yeah. And it's Tony trying to show him, like, why he doesn't want to go to the Overlook Hotel. 
Um, and yeah, I think you also get a, a shot of the twins. You get a shot of the twins. Yeah. And there is a record amount of like blood that he used apparently to get that shot. Yeah. I think it took them over a year for sure to film that specific scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see. Yeah. This was a long like production. It really was. Yeah. It had to have been. I mean, they, there's a lot that went into the, it. the like whole door scene they had to use over 60 doors yeah for that so it's like just that alone Mm -hmm. you know how yeah he made them go through (laughs) that so many times and it's just i mean not that it's just a door scene it is one of it is the most iconic scene from that movie from this film but it's still like whoa yeah fucking 60 doors that's how many takes like, like how many takes they were doing and then also too it's like that's what they like he he would do so many takes and even if like the fifth one would have been the 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 one that he uses he's still going to do like all these other ones because just in case because one might be better better um okay so the elevator scene took a whole year to film it says um while they eventually got it in three shots unlike several other scenes um each take for the elevator shot required nine days to clean up the hallway and fill the elevator with blood again and was not complete for a year oh it doesn't tell me how much blood they use though nine days though just to like over like turn around like, yeah that's crazy clean everything up that's a lot of blood that is that's <laughs> e that's so much it wasn't real blood i'm sure yes i'm sure it wasn't um it was plot twist <laughs> they murdered so many people they just had like <laughs> the, all the crew members outside like donating their blood blood like, the one, whole time oh, yeah yeah everybody gave like eight how how many uh, pints can you give? I have no clue. Or like an ounce. But I imagine that a would pint of blood. You would have to have like probably years worth of stockpiled blood to fill with the amount of blood that they used. And that blood, I will say, is some of the most realistic it looking very, blood I've ever seen. Very bloody. In very a thicky, film. like it looked like blood. Yeah, viscous. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so we have then. Um. I guess. Danny knocked out because he was so overcome with the visions and so he has a doctor checking up on him this lady and basically she's just telling him to have bed rest um she's asking him about tony and he's like tony's a little boy that lives in my mouth which is like what yeah and she's (laughs) like if you were to open your mouth can i see him and she's like he's like no he's hiding he hides in my stomach that's weird it is that's a lot it's really fucking weird that would make me as a parent be like this is not normal yeah um, and the way that Wendy's just like, yeah, you know, I first started noticing it after um, we moved mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Yeah. I'm the doctor just, is fine. definitely kind of like, uh, I, I love the way that she even offers the doctor a cigarette. Uh-huh. Too. I'm like, if the, I, I get it was a different time, but I was just like, I think even by the 80s, they knew that cigarettes were bad for them. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. That's funny. I was like, imagine if she would have took it though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Yeah. They're they're talking, and um. She's basically then describing. That's where we get to learn and backstory of how like Jack harmed, mm-hmm. um, little Danny back in the day because he just you know it's one of those things you do with the kid. You know, you just grab him and a hundred times something and, you do a hundred times, and then he just like yanked him too hard and I guess snapped his arm. It dislocated his shoulder. It dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. That's right. And she had said that he was um had been drinking late into the night and he Mm -hmm. came home. And so already we've got this history of alcohol and child abuse Mm -hmm. that happens. And, and she says that the good outcome of that was that he stopped drinking apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so, yeah, I love how the doctor said, to, like, Wendy asked, like, is something wrong with Danny? She said, there's nothing physically wrong with mm-hmm. him. I'm like, girl. She, but she's basically being like, needs some mental health. I don't know. There's something else going on there. Um, and so, yeah, they are, that all happens. And then we get a flash of closing day, which mm, throughout this mm-hmm. whole film, we get very just point blank you know, flashes of this just white text on a black background that says, you know, the interview, closing yeah. day. And then it's it tells breaking you. breaking it up into little segments. Yeah. For us. And it helps us skip through time. Like at one point, you know, we go a month later and then it tells us. Two days later. Which days we're mm-hmm. in. And then it, we kind of follow this, like how quickly things are unraveling mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but yeah. yes, yeah, so the next one that we get is closing, closing day. day. And so then we are in the car with the Torrance family Mm -hmm. on their way up. And this was also another thing is um, the car, Jack's car and the book was a red Volkswagen Beetle. Mm -hmm. And in the movie, it's yellow. And Mm. then whenever Mr. Hallerman is driving up to like save the snowcat. Yeah. And the snowcat, he drives by that overturned 18 wheeler, you Uh know, and uh, Underneath the overturned 18-wheeler is a red Volkswagen bug, which was supposed to be basically, everyone assumes it's a giant, like, fuck you Mm, from Kubrick mm -hmm. to King being like, this is mine. I'll have to look back at that. Kind of like I've crushed your story. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that one does seem, because that was pointed out in the 237, Mm. Room 237 documentary. And that one, I was like, okay, that feels accurate. I felt like they could do that. They would do that. They seemed like they were pretty petty petty people <laughs> yes yeah. and um it does seem Egos. like yeah and Kubrick's attention to detail mm-hmm. is you know uh, almost unparalleled like, and like like you said nothing happens on accident yeah yeah and then I was wondering because you know I at the end mm-hmm. at the end when they're going through the maze and everything there's no oxidation of breath mm. and everyone has been like what the hell? So there's oh, yeah. no like yeah, air. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you when know, little smoke. When it's cold. Yeah. 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 And you're like a dragon. <laughs> I never did. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. There, there is none. Yeah. And so a lot of people were like, why would Kubrick do that? And then I'm wondering, I'm like, what if they like were never really outside? What if it was all mm-hmm. in their head? What if they're inside the little maze mm-hmm. that happened and then they're just pieces in this? I don't know. I didn't even think I'm, about that. I didn't notice that they weren't like. Breathing out like yeah, like that. I think that's one of the biggest mm. um, like complaints about How it. How do you even like? Did they edit that out, or is it just like? Well, it wasn't actual snow, mm. so it was nine hundred tons or ninety tons, ninety or nine hundred. Terrible for the environment. It was mm. like nine hundred tons of um, salt and styrofoam, oh. which made the maze. And uh, 900 tons of salt and crushed styrofoam. And it was not, yeah, wasn't actual, wasn't actual snow, snow. Okay. on the trees. I and so the magic of Hollywood. Yep. And yeah. so that's how there was no actual cold. The there. way I actually thought it was snow. Yeah. I, I mean, I did too. It looked I was like, very dang, convincing. They like waited on the weather and like they planned it. So like, you know, okay, cool. But God, styrofoam is like one of the worst things, things for the environment, the environment. Mm-hmm. and 900 tons of it. It doesn't biodegrade. Yeah. Nope. It turns into even smaller little particles of just like plastic that just get in the water. And uh-huh. Oh, that's crazy. So bad. Yeah. So bad. 
Anyways, um, but that was one of the things, mm-hmm. like his attention to detail. That one was pointed out in um, the Into Darkness on Shutter. Mm-hmm. There, it talks about you know just iconic eighty hor- oh, eighties yeah, yeah. horror films, and so that was pointed out by one of the. It, it, they interview a bunch of like horror critics, but then also horror actors yeah. and directors and screenwriters mm-hmm. of that time. And believe it was a director or producer who mentioned was like. His attention to detail is like so top notch that mm-hmm. I can't believe like he fucked that up, yeah. kind of thing. And then because listening there was to a lot of other, uh, there was like furniture missing in certain yeah, places and there's pieces a where it would be there and then not there behind Kubrick and and the typewriter changes colors mm-hmm. too. It mm-hmm. starts white and then it goes turns like gray or black and mm-hmm. other scenes towards the end of the movie yeah. and then there's a chair missing behind kubrick at one point not kubrick i'm sorry jack jack mm-hmm. whenever he is going off on on wendy wendy mm-hmm. that chair disappears yeah and then there's another one oh right after the bathroom scene where mm-hmm. danny passes out from being shown those things oh, yeah. on the way like as we're panning in on him brushing his teeth in there, we pass his door mm-hmm. and there's stickers all over his door. And the closest one, like the last sticker that you see is yeah. Dopey from the seven dwarves mm-hmm. and he's on the door. And then whenever they walk out of his room and like close his door after mm-hmm. he has been like, they tell him to bed rest and yeah. stuff, Dopey is gone. Oh. And so then someone was like, well, that's like an analogy. Like he is no longer like, He's no longer like a dope. He's no, he's familiar with the situation now. He has been shown things. He is in the know. The people are reaching. They are. Yeah. But I feel that, I mean, it works. I mean, it's because it's not that much of a reach if it actually, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. who knows? Who knows if it's actually what Kubrick intended. Um, But that was just. If only we could ask the man. So many things that are just like. Yeah. Anyways. Mm -hmm. And so we have um, them getting to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're already talking about the Donner party. Yeah. I oh love yeah. When mm-hmm. Danny goes, I know all about cannibalism, mom. It's okay. It's I saw it on, on the television. TV. Yeah. On the t- and then Dan- Jack is like, you see that? You saw it on television. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have them getting to the overlook. Um, oh, oh, but and also, I guess we should have mentioned how Danny was also saying how he was hungry. And Jack was like, well, you should eat your breakfast mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, and you can already see the dynamic of like, he seems like he does not like Danny at all. Yeah. Like he hates his own Yes. Kid. Yeah. The tension yeah. is high. And then yeah. the way that he's just, he feels like he's mocking him the whole yeah. time. Uh-huh. And especially with like the television bit and then sitting there, you know, most parents aren't being like, well, you know, the Donner party and talking yeah. about cannibalism in front of their child mm-hmm. and stuff. And just the way that he looked after it was like, ugh. Yeah. No. And so um, they they get a tour of the hotel once they're at their hotel. Um, and, well, I guess not before they kind of get in there for a little bit. He's waiting for them. And then I guess uh, Danny found the game room or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah he's um, throwing little darts and stuff. Yeah. Um, did he see something at that point? He, he did. did. This right? was his first encounter with the, the quote unquote twins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it was his first. Yeah. Ghosty. He basically just turns around and they're just standing there. Nothing dark yeah. happens. They're just kind of there. You could honestly him. also even, he could maybe think like they were actually real people at that moment uh-huh. and not even think like, oh, those are ghosts yeah. right now. Because yeah. there's nothing unsettling about mm-hmm. them. I, I mean, their kind of appearance is unsettling. Yeah. But, but like at that point, you don't, I mean, we know that who they are. Yeah. But like he doesn't know that these people are dead. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And so, yeah, um, they're... 
I think what I think Nancy, uh, not Nancy, Wendy. <laughs> I re- I bet she's elated. I don't know why she was. Oh, she really liked the decor. She mm-hmm. was all like, "Oh, is this you know all original Indian like art, stained glass or artwork or whatever?" Yes. Um, and there was a lot of Native American mm-hmm. and uh, imagery and stuff Influence, in there. Yeah. And yeah. then he says, "Well, it it was this was." supposedly built on an Indian burial mm-hmm. ground, which I feel like is kind of a staple for King. Yeah. <laughs> At least with this and Pet Cemetery, right? Because yeah. that was also an Indian, an Indian burial, burial ground. ground. Yeah. So um, I guess nothing can happen without Indian burial ground. Yeah, no. But then also, I mean, and the Shining itself is not, it's not a ghost. Per no, se. The Shining yeah. is an ability. Yeah, it's a thing so. that people have and the house has, apparently. Yeah. Um, And yeah, 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 yeah. I had a thought, but then it went away. I'm but sorry. anyways, no, it's good. Um, and so yeah, yeah, the uh, um, they're taking that tour. Um, then we have uh, what's his name, Mister Almond Oldman. Um, Oldman sh- showing them their apartment, mm-hmm. their little studio where they get to live. Oh, the wallpaper on the entry of their apartment is just so stupid cute. That like yellow and pink floral mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, and I mean honestly, it was a pretty like little cute cozy spacious room for them yeah little family did you get the vibe when jack was going through it and like pressing on the bed and stuff and like looking into the first room going perfect for a child and it's real cozy real homey like did you get the vibe that he was like kind of shitting on it uh it felt like to I me he was being now. hella sarcastic and but, was kind of uh, being a dickhole no i i i i got that he was being like not necessarily a like an asshole ass? but like he he's yeah i just like that's just i felt like that was his character yeah that's just him but i can see that like he very was being over sarcastic. the top yeah 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 it's just with the way he delivered most things it was like salty yeah mm-hmm. he's a very know. salty character mm-hmm. um but yeah no um the we have them what happens after that so then they basically go through and they continue oh, yeah. on their tour and they the meet up with mr halloran hallerman uh hallerman yeah mm-hmm. the chef and um so then we basically depart from jack and mr ullman and we go with danny wendy and mr hallerman uh-huh. and, and to go show he's gonna show them the kitchen yeah right before that i forgot i um we also get the mention of how there's no booze. They they take away oh. all the alcohol. Yes. Which is a good little, yeah. Yeah, because they go into the gold room, which mm-hmm. that room also is just so beautiful. Yeah. The carpet in there, ugh, so beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I love how everything was gold. That bar was so cute. And whenever they have the, you know, the 1920s-esque looking party in there, it just yeah. looks so complete. The vibe, yeah. yeah. I really want to nice. go to that party. Well, the, well, the hotel is so grand looking as well. It's yeah. It's huge. Um, which is the actual, uh, the actual hotel that he used. I think they used like three different hotels or something Yeah. Like that. So the original, what inspired the Stephen Stanley. King was the Stanley because mm-hmm. he stayed there once and he stayed in room, um, 217 mm-hmm. in the Stanley, which has many ghosts attached to it, but he had a dream whenever he was staying there and it was right before closing time. It was like right before they yeah. actually did close and so they basically were the movie. yes yeah. in this the abandoned book. hotel mm-hmm. and he had this nightmare that you know he woke from in cold sweats of his son I, who 
I believe was maybe three mm-hmm. at the time of the dream being chased down the long hallway by like a water hose yeah, or something. And then, so basically after that, the bones of the shining were kind of in yeah. place. He and was so, like, what if? Yeah. yeah. And then that's what kind of inspired it. But then the out, the exterior shots were, um, from the Timberland lodge mm-hmm. in Oregon, yeah. I believe. And then I don't, I believe you're correct with the there's third, third but I don't, I don't remember, remember the third. It, I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of information with this movie. There is. There's yeah. so much. There's a lot that went into it. And so, yeah, I love how um, Dick is showing um, uh, Nancy the kitchen and we have the walk-in with all these meats and everything's like your, your nightmare. Yeah. And then we have the pantry with like all the dry canned goods and all that stuff. That's where some people were like, so behind Mr. Hallerman's head is this like one particular kind of like baking soda or something Mm. called like Calumet. And Calumet, I believe they said is what like Native American peace pipe is. And so they were saying that this is like, this is like a. (laughs) A nephew to that? No, it was saying like, that's how the like Native American and, um, just kind of like the peace treaty and stuff that this was mm. like all about like the na- a narrative that. on, yeah. you know, how imperialism happens and stuff like that and taking over and hurting mm-hmm. um, indigenous the, people. Yes. Like the people who are native to the land. And like, so people got that from just, just mm-hmm. the baking zone yeah. <laughs> behind it. That's but such a like, apparently Kubrick did spend like very, he had very particular items that he wanted placed in there mm-hmm. and he like hand placed most of these items himself mm-hmm. and so i, I don't Who know knows? it I could be and with all the or what if he was just like a supreme just like <laughs> this is gonna fuck with people for the rest of the i feel like lives. that would be the case like it doesn't even have any meaning he's just like i'm gonna, I'm put gonna this say here it does just so you'll overthink it yeah yeah uh-huh. um but this is where we get because after they had left the was it the freezer that they, he had called him Doc? No, it was the pantry. Or it was the it pantry. Was because you showed them the freezer first, and then they go to the pantry. And that's whenever he's like, would you like some ice cream, Doc? Yeah. Uh-huh. And because in that, and he says very, yeah, telepathically. And then um, he had, I think he had called him Doc in the freezer, too. And then yeah. on the way there is when Wendy, then it looks like he's got a little hat. He's got a little hat. Um, Wendy goes, how did you know we call him Doc? Yeah. And... Then basically he's, she's just like, that's kind of fucking weird. Yeah. Cause he's like, well, I'm sure I've heard you say it. She's and like, she's I'm like, sure I'm sure I haven't. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, we're the only ones who call him doc. Like yeah. from the rabbit, the and Looney Tunes. What's up doc? Yeah. That was a parrot. Sounded like a that's parrot. Similar. Similar enough. I can't do it. Parrot I'm rabbit. not good at impersonations. Yeah. No, me either. Uh-huh. I can do a parrot. That's it. Hello? Oh, <laughs> I said Bach. That's a chicken. <laughs> But okay, but yeah, no. So that point, we then get to realize that like there's something up with with Mr. Hall. What's his name? Hallerman. I keep calling. I just wrote him as Dick because that's his first name. But mm. Hallerman. Hallerman. Yeah. Hallerman. Okay, there we go. I have Halloran written here, but then later on it says Hallerman. So <laughs> who knows? It's a Nancy yeah. situation. <laughs> Literally. Um. And so yeah, we. I'm just gonna refer to him as Dick. Mm-hmm. Um. Because my favorite popsicle is Dick. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> 
the mm. Maury thing of like this girl and she's like, I'm 12 years old and I don't care if I get pregnant or not. Cause my favorite <laughs> popsicle is, oh it's God, not real. No. It's like a parody. Oh, okay. I'm making fun of those shows of like, you know, yeah. Anyways. I okay. was like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we, um, what's a hot cereal by the way? Hot cereal. Oatmeal. Is that oatmeal? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Anyways. Um, did uh, they have hot cereal in there? He's, he's described it. We have your cold cereals. We have your hot cereals. Oh, okay. We have, your, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we have then that whole scene with um, Dick talking with Danny at the table. And he's kind of explaining what the shining is to him and mm-hmm. how his grandmother had the shine. And he thought only they had the shine for a while. But then he realized that other people have the shine. And even the overlook kind of has a shine to it. Mm-hmm. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better. Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Has a particular thing about it that, you know, mm. makes people yeah. want to come to it. And yeah. then it's got some special abilities. Things it that happen. Get kind of trapped there, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he he asks him, he says, have you ever told your parents about this? Like mm-hmm. what you can do. And he, and Danny responds saying, Tony says he isn't supposed to talk about that. Yeah. And then, um, there was a fan theory too, that Tony was actually, um, or I don't think it was a fan theory. I think in the book is what it is. It's that it's actually him from your future talking back to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't portrayed in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so basically after that, Danny asks, is something bad here? And then this is when Dick mm. says, when something happens, it can leave traces behind. Yeah. Cause um, he's asking about room 237. Yeah. And Hallerman basically just says like, don't go in there. Yeah. Stay out of that room. Mm-hmm. Don't go there. Which is like, the, if he tells so someone to do that, they're going to go, go in there. It. Yeah. And <laughs> Especially so, a little kid. Yeah, that's what you do. Like, if you set limits, they're going to want to push their boundaries. Mm-hmm. Break mm-hmm. And then we get our next flash of a month, a month later. later. Mm-hmm. Like SpongeBob. Oh, and the voice, one month later. One month later. Um, and so, yeah, we have Danny going through the hotel and he's on his little tricycle. Yeah, big wheel. Yeah. Shout out. Which also, too, like, I was watching this with headphones mm. at a certain point, and um, the sound of him going on the wood floor and then the carpet and the oh, wood yes. floor and then the carpet. I mean, I could notice that on my, like, Your sound regular, bar, too. You know, imagine putting, like, yeah. it was on my headphones. I was like, oh, oh. It was really cool, though. Because yeah. it was, like, very, like, loud. It's almost like, you know, whenever you're driving on the road and then there uh-huh. is you're on the road and then you switch to a bridge mm-hmm. the way that the sound of your car the hum yeah. changes yeah from like very like to yeah kind of thing. I that's what, what it was mean. like or like when you go on like one of those bridges that has like yeah 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 so very different like i mean that's what it was i like yours on the on the hardwood it was very like loud and then the moment you got onto the carpet it was like quiet and so it was a very just subtle, nice way to have everything put in. And so um, we have him on that tricycle. He's going through the hotel kind of like doing his little, you know, like anyone would do. You're going to look around. Yeah, he's kinda, just patrolling. He's just, yeah, I love that. He's patrolling, literally. <laughs> and we have Miss Wendy. Um, well, she's cooking something, right? She's making breakfast. Or she's taking so. it to, she took it to Jack. That's right. Which yeah. is, um, 
creepy with the like uh, the mirror there mm. it's one of the first shots <clears throat> of the mirror which is then an yeah. iconic like scene later yeah mm-hmm. it's how we it's figure out what red rum means mm-hmm. um, there's also one part i have in my note here it says when he came up for his interview jack had said it seems as if he'd been there before yeah and um so mm-hmm. that was like a little, I guess. Yeah. A t- but is that a part of the shadow. shining? Like where Dick's saying like how it calls people to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. But, but then, then like at the, the ending. End. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And yeah. it's been so, so, so long s- since I read The Shining. I have mm-hmm. it I've on my bookshelf upstairs. And I was yeah. like, if it wasn't such a giant ass fucking book with Stephen King sentences. Yeah. Like Stephen King's writing. I've never is, read a Stephen King oh, book. It's. They're very good, yeah. but they are just him. Steinbeck has some of the longest sentences like known mm. on the face of the planet. Yeah. And King also has some very like long sentences, mm-hmm. which when it's a long sentence, if you don't, if you lose concentration for even a second, yeah, you've missed part off. of it. And so then you have to go back and keep rereading and rereading. Mm. You can't just go back to the like five words prior like, yeah. in order to get the entire idea you have to read the whole sentence and so yeah. if the sentence is a paragraph long <laughs> that makes i don't even like yeah. reading to begin with so <laughs> i can see that um and so we have miss wendy she took them she took jack some breakfast and they're kind of having a conversation um uh and at the same time we have or right after that then we have um What's his face? Danny and Miss Wendy going through the maze, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Beca- mm-hmm. They're going through the maze and then we get a shot of Jack mm-hmm. looking at the replica of the, of the maze, maze. With them in it. Yeah. yeah. Which is uh, then again makes me be like, oh, what if they were never outside at all? And they were what stuck in the little maze. What if the maze is their mind mm-hmm. and they're trapped mm-hmm. inside of it? And that makes sense. One, and the maze even later on, it's like a reference to like the descent into madness. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you getting lost in like your own chaos. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, oh. way that, the way that they filmed that too was that they replicated like the inner part of the maze and put it next to like a really tall apartment complex and recorded Danny and Wendy walking in it. Like oh, that. that's so cool. that was real. It wasn't even, it, it's was all real. It? Yeah, yeah. That's so mm-hmm. neat. Speaking of descent into madness. So last week we covered the Babadook, mm-hmm. which was all about a descent into, into madness. Ma- uh-huh. And we talked about how the film's artistic style was taken from the, had inspiration from the fall of the house of usher and edgar Allan poe story developed into a film this apparently kubrick took a lot of inspiration and made hints and stuff or like little subtle nods towards the mask of the red death Mm. also by edgar Allan poe okay and so i I thought that was pretty oh that was one of the first ones i think i ever read i have a little child's version of it on my um bookshelf that's really easy to read because it's for children i bought mm-hmm. it at a book fair when i was like seven or something of course i'm like coming home with this fucking terror the picture on the front of it is like really scary yeah and i was just like yay Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> i loved it anyway so i thought that was a, like we didn't plan this at all but i yeah. was like damn that's nice yeah a nice little one a crazy little to another yeah. crazy Anyways. Um, and so, yeah, we have um, then 
uh, we get him like watching them go through that little maze, and then we have a big old flashcard to Tuesday. Tuesday, that one almost Tuesday. made me jump. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I, and so we have Nancy cooking, and she's like, I think she's well, kind of cooking. She's what putting a fruit cocktail or something in like a bowl. I don't remember, but oh, she's yeah, I don't remember she's either. watching a newscasting talking about how there's going to be a lot of snow mm-hmm. and like you know there's this whole storm coming towards them, and then at the same time we have Danny um, passing room two three seven. Mm-hmm. on his tricycle and it's the way that he's tempted to go in there but it's locked so he can't get in there and every time that he's riding his um so at first the first route that he's taking is just like a mm-hmm. loop the second route is more of like a p-shape basically and it is he then is like going from one level up to the second level he's mm-hmm. on the second floor at that point and it's supposed to, well, people had said that yeah. it was like in a representation of the fact that he is now the next level up into whatever is happening mm. here, that he's like basically leveled up and then now he has reached 237. So we're getting closer to what gotcha. is supposed to be happening. Um, again, I can see that. don't yeah. know if it's intentional, but yeah, that's but what people think. I mean, and intentional or not, it's just what you take from it. So, yeah. Yeah. And the route, the route that he takes each time it's giving like it seems so uh, not pointless there's a lot of shots in this film this film is a two hour and 36 minute film or something there's a lot of shots in this film like the fact that the first like five minutes are shots of colorado yeah and that are just very long um and while this might seem pointless of him just kind of exploring the hotel, it's actually giving you a layout of the mm-hmm. hotel because you're able to see like, okay, this room connects to this room because you're getting glimpses of it. And so mm-hmm. while it's not very like in your face, you're getting to see like, okay, this yeah. connects here, this connects here. And it lets you know the layout of the hotel and where things actually It just gives you connect. more perspective into like putting yourself into their shoes mm-hmm. as well. Because it's like when you do look at it from the outside, like it's such a huge hotel when you're in those rooms, especially like the grand ballroom or the gold ballroom. Mm-hmm. It's like just so huge. So it just is. imagine like the like that little boy going through this entire fucking hotel on his big well. Like that's a lot. It is. That's literally He's a lot so of much the ground to cover. cover. Yeah. 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 He does. Pinch poke. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we have... Um, he also Jack. gets a flash of the twins there. <clears throat> oh again. yeah, he gets another flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have um, uh, Jack at his typewriter, I guess, right mm-hmm. at that point. This He's typing is the away. scene we've mentioned uh-huh. multiple times. <laughs> He's uh, Nancy. Uh, Nancy. Wendy comes in <laughs> to check up on him and make sure he's doing all right. Um, and then he blows up on her, mm-hmm. and it's just basically saying like. You know, Saying every time you come in, things. yeah, when you come in here, you distract me. I have to get back to whatever. Um, Break my concentration. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like oh, Triggered. that yeah, a little bit. Mm. I mean, it was so good. Yeah, the way that he acted there, I was like, ass hat. Jesus Christ, you are a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You are the most kind of terrible and very like condescending to and her. And the way she's just standing there, like, okay. Uh, Maybe I'll bring you some sandwiches or something. And he's Mm -hmm. like, no. Mm -hmm. So sad. If you see me or hear me in the stream typing or not, leave me alone. Then he like makes some very exaggerated clacking sounds looking at her like type, 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 type. And yeah. He belittles her a lot. Fucking asshole. So it Mm -mm. makes you already not really care for him. And it also shows like just how, um, 
easily the house is able to kind of take over him Mm -hmm. and make him do the bidding because i mean he wasn't that far off from wanting to kill them anyways yeah yeah and uh, because then i'm like does he talk to them like that all the time Mm. or because we only see them in their interaction at the overlook basically yeah because the way that she's acting so like calm makes me think that this is normal this is normal for her but then like i feel I, I just because of like the shining and stuff, the the novel, I feel like he wasn't supposed to have been mm-hmm. like that. This was out of character for mm-hmm. him and um, that maybe she was in just so much shock. Yeah. Then, you know, she just was like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel that. I yeah. To or do. maybe that. Or, and uh, there was also the theory as well that, like I said earlier, the Wendy theory that she was actually the one that was either like hearing him say these things but he wasn't actually saying these things or like it's all happening in her in her mm-hmm. head because right after the scene of like they have this interaction and she walks away it's back at him at the typewriter and before um whenever um she came in i guess he like threw the paper out or whatever mm-hmm. took it out of the typewriter but it's back at the typewriter and the paper's in it and he looks normal yeah like it, like it looks like happened. he yeah because andrew and i were talking about it while watching it and he said you know it seems like he um, like detached from his body there mm-hmm. for a moment and maybe mm-hmm. like then at that scene he was like back to how he was supposed to be mm-hmm. too so i don't know i i like the theory of wendy going crazy though mm-hmm. um, there's a lot there um, and so then we have another flash into Thursday. Now Thursday. It's Thursday. And so Wendy and Danny are playing outside in the snow and we have Jack just kind of staring menacingly and crazily at them. So fucking right creepy. Right into space, um, which is weird. And, that's, and his mm-hmm. eyebrows again. Mm-hmm. And then his like head down looking up, you know. Yeah. And I love down how, eyes I, are up. I love how also that's just like literally Thursday and then we get another and then we get a flash and it's Saturday. Saturday. Like we right. just jump. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Friday um, don't matter. Mm-hmm. Nothing no nothing notable happened on Friday. Everything was normal. And so we have um the phone lines are down and so Wendy Her is. Her outfit talking. here is so cute. Oh I don't remember what it, it looked was. It was like. the like yellow cardigan and she had the little neckerchief oh, on. Yeah. And yeah, so cute. And she's talking to the radio people because the phone line is down and I love like the radio because she has to say over. <laughs> yeah, over and out. Over. This is KDK twelve calling KDK one. Mm-hmm. And so at the same time, we have, um, or right after this, we have Danny meeting the twins because mm-hmm. um, he's riding again on this little trike and he's going down a hallway and he sees them. And now and he's in the like quarters of where they were live. murdered. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And yeah, also yeah. where they were murdered yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was where they stayed whenever yeah. they were there. And so um, the twins start speaking to him, or I'm sorry, not Hello, twins, but Danny. twins. Yeah. Come and play with us forever. Forever. Endeavor. Endeavor, and then you see their Endeavor. deaths. Yeah. being axe murdered. And I love Danny's like. Uh, yeah, and the soundtrack face. was very. Mm-hmm. <laughs> today I put. Uh, I was like the soundtrack. Lol. It yeah. was very over the top. I love that. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. I liked it. And uh, um, obviously they're dead, and uh, yeah. that's whenever Tony Tony tells him that they're not told tells him that they're not real or whatever. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he says, "Tony, I'm scared," mm-hmm. or something like that. Also, whenever she was phoning the police or radioing them, she did tell them the police said, "Hey, maybe just leave your radio on at all mm-hmm. times, just in case." And because yeah. uh, they already yeah, know, they already know weird things be happening at the Overlook Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a flash into Monday. Monday. 
and we're going to get the fire engine his fire oh that's right so they're watching tv and that's whenever danny says i want to go get my fire engine from our room and miss wendy's like can you just fucking wait because your dad just went to bed yeah and he's like no and she has no like foot down so she's just like okay go but be quiet Mm -hmm. so and this scene sorry yeah the television there mm, a mm-hmm. lot of people it wasn't plugged in it, there was no cord yeah. and then again that 42 the film they were watching was mm. called summer 42 mm. so and while he was brushing his teeth the first time he had a jersey on that said 42 on the sleeve as well a lot of numberology yeah there. so yeah. i don't know what it the all has to mean but mm-hmm. that was just one of the other things that like people were reading into it so much because yeah. it doesn't explicitly tell you that they're watching summer 42 i guess you just have to know that that's what it is someone caught i didn't it. know what yeah, it was I either. That i only found that out whenever they were telling me about this mm-hmm. <laughs> the numbers having significance but um anyways yes then he goes upstairs yeah. to his dad he says i'll tiptoe mm-hmm. and um He's supposed to be asleep, but dad is just sitting on the edge of the bed uh, looking crazy. Creep. I mm. was like, ew. ew. Why is he sitting there like that? Yeah. And then we get the shot of the vanity, too. Mm-hmm. Because it was such a brilliant shot because you're looking at we get to see actual like Jack Nicholson there. Then we also the back of his head. Then we get to see as well as his reflection. Mm-hmm. But then we also get to see Danny, Danny. in the further like background. Point, yeah. And so the fact that... Like, and Danny's just like... Perfectly in view, too. And the fact that Kubrick was able to manipulate the camera to have everything so in focus yeah. was really, really cool. I love how Danny's like... How old is Danny at this point? I don't know. He's got to be like six, six probably. Maybe? I love how Danny even walks in. He's like, uh-uh. uh-uh. Okay, that's uh-uh. fucked up. Yeah, he's like, What's why wrong like with you? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. He's like... Mm, yeah. Mm. And so then Jack is like, come over here. And he, like, he, he sits him down. He's kind of asking him like how do you like the hotel and all and Danny stuff. looks so uncomfortable the whole time he's yeah. like and Danny even has to ask he's like you would never hurt me a mom would you and then then Jack's like what do you mean like did your mommy tell you that that I would hurt you kind of thing he yeah. doesn't he doesn't immediately go no yeah. he's just like uh what do you mean mm-hmm. and it's like mm, no wrong mm-hmm. answer wrong answer there's only one thing very defensive that you wouldn't ever hurt me could mean right yeah and well obviously coming from the man who's already hurt him mm-hmm. <laughs> so and he asks him he, danny asks his father he says like do you feel bad mm-hmm. and then this is where jack goes off and says i wish we could stay here forever and ever and ever and just like our little twins yeah and, and then that's, when he like, asks, mm, that's weird yeah <clears throat> and that's when he asks that you would never hurt me yeah. and so that's it's just such an uncomfortable scene Mm-hmm. It's so creepy. Yeah. The way that, I mean, and they did a phenomenal job acting through mm-hmm. it. It's, ugh. Yeah. It, it gets really on your skin. It makes you. me, like, ugh, makes my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. It's just so creepy. Mm-hmm. Because you can literally see, like, him losing his mind. Yeah. And the way that yeah. he, like, adjusts his face, mm-hmm. too, throughout the film, he'll be like, yeah. Like, it's just creepy. He's crazy. <laughs> and so then we have another flash into Wednesday. Wednesday. We have Danny playing and then like a ball rolls up to him and we see that room 237 is open because mm-hmm. it's got a little key in it, but it's like open. And this so, was another. <laughs> this mm-hmm. was. Uh, I'm sorry. All the theories. You have to watch room 237. Okay. It is 
so I was just like, what? I want to watch it again because I'm just like, what the fuck uh-huh. did I even watch? But so on the key, it just says room number and with the abbreviation of in little mm-hmm. O because that's how number is abbreviated yeah. a lot of the times, 237. And they were like, this is a... Oh, I wish 237 added up to 11. Mm. But what do you mean? Oh, like 2 plus 3 plus 7? Yeah, but oh. it's 12. Oh. <laughs> what, what, what was so that's dumb. It? Anyways, the, the there's this one guy saying, there's only two words that can come from the way r- the capitalized letters on there, because number, the second O is little, because that's how it's abbreviated. Yeah. Um, he's like, only two words can come from these capitalized letters and that's room and moon okay <laughs> you, you still got me you haven't lost me just yet but could you keep going that, that's basically R- it he R- was R- just R- like you can get room and moon from it and so this was this was Kubrick's way of telling us that this is the oh. moon room that 237 was the was the, the film that studio they that they faked all the <laughs> moon landing yeah all the moon landing footage it's so silly. But, but honestly, though, uh, if we went to the moon once, why aren't we going back to the moon? That's true. I mean, I get it's expensive. And like, what are we going to do there? But like. Well, haven't we gone back to the moon, though? No. No? No. Why do they send people in? Oh, to go work on the satellite. Yeah. The space station. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't we send people to space? Like, moon. kind of. There's no moon base or anything. There should be. I feel like there should. But I feel like also. Supposedly, like there's like things. well, no, supposedly like there's no like resources on the moon. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to like, so there's no point, and it's really, really, really hella expensive to get there. Yeah, but like still, I think it might be fake. That's all. I love it. It could be fake. Okay, we you need know. to watch it. Yeah, I'll look it up. Room two two seven. <laughs> and so yeah, he goes in, and that's the last we see of Danny. He dies. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he is dead then, and the rest of it is a ghost. It's fake. Um, He's trapped in the hotel. Yeah, and so um, we have then we see Wendy is working on the boiler rooms because obviously Jack is is not doing his job, care of his job, you know, caretaking, and which makes it all the more like ironic when he's like, "Do you not understand that I have a responsibility to my employers?" And it's like, "Bitch, she's been doing your job all of it. Well, you've been sitting here typing away, whacking off." And so then, um, yeah, we have him having a nightmare mm-hmm. um, and she hears him, obviously. And so that's whenever she starts running towards him um, and she finds him in the room. Uh, not the room, the um, well, the, like, the, the, the typing room like that the he's lobby. been in. Yeah, the yeah. lobby. And uh, I think it's a Colorado room. He says she wakes he wakes she wakes him up from the nightmare. And that's whenever he's like, I saw myself killing you and Danny. I dreamt that I cut you up into little, little pieces. pieces. Yeah. And it's the way that the he, way he starts like it. detailing it. And it's yeah. just like, how the fuck is she staying so calm after hearing that? Yeah. She's basically just like, mm. I mean, you can see her body kind of flinch yeah. a little bit. But it's like, nah, the moment my partner was that who has already had a history of abuse mm. tells me like I dreamt. I, I mean, regardless, he's saying he had the most horrible dream, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But dreamt that he had cut my son and I into That's little pieces. I would be dipping. There's something, something wrong. Or then. I would have locked him in the pantry then. I mean, I've had crazy dreams, but not like that. Yeah. Not about, you know, killing the people you care about. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. Who knows? But. I just don't understand how she stays yeah, that calm. But, mm-hmm. And then in walks Danny. 
Oh man, poor Danny. And he has like uh, freaking bruises on his neck. Mm-hmm. It looks like something really clawed at him. Yeah, and his collar's all torn up too. Mm-hmm. It's been ripped out because he was wearing like a layered collar, like yeah, button down collared shirt with a sweater combo. Mm-hmm. Boy was styling. Boy was finessed. Um, he had at one point. I think when he went up to go get. I really his, liked that Apollo sweater, by the way. Yeah. yeah and then whenever he went up to get his fire engine, mm-hmm. he had that Mickey sweater on, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Mickey playing football. Mm-hmm. That was cute. I was like, damn, that sweater would be worth so much money today. Um, Literally, as seen on The Shining. As seen on The Shining, same sweater. Worn by Danny. Worn by Danny himself, Literally. Danny Lloyd. Um, and so yeah, he, uh, Wendy then um looks at Jack and she accuses him very fast of being the one who like put the marks on him or her hands on him. Which I feel like which is, is not very, a yeah, far jump. Since he's already done it before and he literally just had a nightmare saying how he killed the family. Yeah, I yeah. would and also she think was, that. And because I'm sure she was downstairs for a good while yeah. in the boiler room and doing stuff. So she's probably thinking like, what the fuck happened while I was gone? And, you know, no one else is supposed to be in the hotel. Yeah, so there's so no explanation for if it who wasn't else. Her, it had to be him because mm-hmm. at this point she's not thinking ghost. Exactly. Yeah. But then, so then he's going and he walks off to the gold room and God, the gold room is just so fucking pretty again. Mm-hmm. But he sits down at the empty bar and then he looks up, does his big smile and, and starts talking to Lloyd. Lloyd. The ghosty bartender. Yep. And he says, I'd give my goddamn soul for a glass of beer right now. Um, and, and he gets one. And but he gets Jack. Yeah. Daniels. Which again, mm. Jack. Mm. Jack, Jack, Jack. Yeah. Jack Daniels. Ew. Um, and then he says, This is what I get for five months on the wagon. And I was like, Wagon? Oh, sobriety. Sobriety, yeah. I was like, Are we back to the Donners now? <laughs> no. But I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it had only been five months that he'd been sober. Yes, because That's at one sorry. point, uh at one point whenever Wendy was talking to the doctor mm-hmm. at the beginning. She says, and he's been sober for five months now, mm. which. So that means that incident only happened so recently. The incident happened three years ago. Right. That's why I was like, uh-huh. ah, uh-huh. so he hasn't been completely sober mm. since it happened because then he says here in this, while he's like unloading on Lloyd, yeah. he just is sitting there talking and he's like, I would never hurt the little fucker. Yeah. And like the way that he's just talking about him and he's like, I love the piece of shit or like, I, or I love the shit out of him or something. Yeah. Like he's just using all these like obscene words mm-hmm. to talk about his kid and about how much he Not loves very him. Warm. And then he yeah. goes, well, I did hurt him once. It was three years ago. She's never, She's never gonna, gonna let me live it down. Mm-hmm. And so then it was three years ago, but he's only been sober for five months. Yeah. Which means things aren't quite lining up. Just not. Yeah. yeah. He seems crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like a very toxic person. Um, and so we have <clears throat> um, him talking to Lloyd for a good bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this scene is just so good. Mm-hmm. His acting throughout all of it mm-hmm. is like, it's almost, you can't help but watch. Yeah. It's, you're just like pulled to him. Because he's talking about, he's referring to Wendy as like a sperm bank one. And then yeah. like, just kind of going off about them, how he really just like 
she's basically he has a lot of resentment towards her Mm -hmm. um and uh, anyways we have all that whole conversation happening with lloyd and then we have um him talking about how he's gonna pay him and then he obviously has no money and then that's whenever lloyd is like you're good here you're tabbed or something like that yeah um obviously because he paid with the soul he he said how how's my credit here he goes your credit is fine Mm -hmm. and then we have wendy coming back to find him Mm -hmm. and that's whenever she gets to tell him there was an old lady in room 237 and she's the one who laid hands on him and he's like are you out of your goddamn mind or something i don't mm-hmm. remember he said something yeah, around I, it was something like that like are you fucking out of your mind stupid basically mind? Yeah. and i'm just like the one thing that could vindicate you if you're saying that it's not you but yeah you're telling her like you're stupid there's nobody else here yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly and so sh- he goes to check it out and that's whenever he gets to room 237 and he's going in there and um, at, at some point in here too, Hallerman, we flashed oh, to right. Hallerman yeah. and Danny was communicating with Hallerman mm-hmm. because they both have the, the shining. Mm-hmm. And so he, Danny is basically showing him what he's seen. Like, yeah, he's having a vision of what he saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's sending him like the blood, everything like that. He's showing yeah. him everything that is about to happen. The lady in the bathtub, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. But then yes. And so, yeah, and so you're right. And then we have the old lady in the bathtub. and Which is that bathroom. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the bathroom, bathroom is bathroom. so beautiful. The carpet in the mm-hmm. room, so beautiful. Which I whenever Jack comes there. in, oh, it's really nice. The whole house, uh, I mean, I whole house, it. whole hotel. Um, Jack comes in, he doesn't see an old lady. He sees a young lady. Yeah. Um, and she's tall. She's, she's tall got, as fuck. I know, when she stood up, I was like, she's just going to keep going? fucking tall. And then when her legs stepped mm-hmm. out, it almost looked, you know when you do point five zoom mm, mm-hmm. on your iphone yeah, yeah, and how yeah. it kind of stretches everything out everything, yeah. that's like what her like her she's legs were tall. almost in a fisheye camera and so she then also obviously she's naked got boobies we do and they were um, good boobies. Mm-hmm. she walks up no booty though seductively I, well not even seductively I she's guess. literally, she's literally just, just walking up to him her face is so blank mm-hmm. like the entire time she's not at any point but he's like doing that whole yeah. weird start smiling thing he's mm-hmm. a perv Creepy. and so then yeah i just put you his face <laughs> yeah and so he he they start making out once they get into each other's embrace and then after a while of him making out with her that's when he realizes that she's old because he's looking at the reflection in the mirror yeah. and bloated and, and covered she, in uh, sores like she had been soaking in the water for dead for decades yeah yeah and she looked gross. nasty mm-hmm. as fuck the practical effects there yeah so good i was like oh she's old She's gross. (laughs) And then, um, sorry, not being an ageist. And then we have uh, Danny. I think he starts having like a almost seizure or something at that point right after. Um, Yeah. And well, at this point, because he comes up, uh, Jack, why did I forget his name? Jack comes up to the bedroom and he's Mm -hmm. basically a lying motherfucker. He's just like, I didn't see anything in there. I saw nothing. And then he says, Danny did this to himself. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's the only logical explanation. Yeah. If yeah. if it wasn't you and it wasn't me, then it was Danny. Yeah. He did this to himself, which is just like, no, yeah. no. And then this is where we get the first um, red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. It's so fucking creepy. Yeah. The way that he just like. Red rum. Mm-hmm. With the little finger. Uh-huh. And then um, we get like. This yeah. is where Wendy says we have to get Danny out of here. Yeah. And. Uh. This is where basically, uh, so I put the blood coming down again, which I guess maybe we just got another shot of the blood. Oh, yeah. There was a few scenes of that happening throughout the movie of the hotel, of the hotel, of the elevator doors and the blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, but then, so here, after she says, hey, 
we have to get Danny out of here. Mm-hmm. He then goes off on her again and he says, I have let you fuck up my life so far and I'm not going to let you fuck this up. Yeah. And it's just like he's again losing his mind going off on her yeah. and then he leaves. I said, Jack takes a 180. I was like, poor Wendy, like shit, I would kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> The really, way he was she talking was just her. being she, she was just being like uh, concerned about yeah. their child saying something's not right mm-hmm. like he's yeah and he didn't do this to himself something is yeah. wrong here yeah if and he didn't do it like someone else is in the hotel with us yeah because she was like the door was open the lights were on the key was mm-hmm. there like someone else is here kind mm-hmm. of thing and she, then he's just not believing her and then yeah basically goes off on her not basically he goes off on her yeah and then we have after that um m- m- mr hallerman calls the radio people to check in on the torrances because mm-hmm. the phone line's not working um and there he's like him. you know call back you know later and we'll, we'll tell you what's up and so then we have the gold room party happening yeah we see um, remnants of a party like strewn mm-hmm, about and mm-hmm. we're hearing sound from the ballroom happening yeah. and he goes in there and it's a fucking dope looking party looks yeah. fun as hell Everyone's mm-hmm. in their little flapper 20 attire, which is not necessarily my like favorite, most favorite attire, yeah. but the couches and everything. And then just people sitting there in their beautiful, like beaded yeah. dresses, drinking fucking cocktails yeah. with things on their head. It looks so posh. Ritzy. Yes. Yeah. I want, um, to, I want to have a party like that. Very Gatsby. Yes. And so then we have um, him uh, talking to Mr. Lloyd right again. Mm-hmm. And that's when he wants to get a drink and, um, Mr. Lloyd tells him that he doesn't have to pay for it because he says your money is no good here. Yeah. Um, and he says, I at least like to know who's buying my drinks. Mm-hmm. And then so he's he not being like, an asshole orders from the house. Asshole to Lloyd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, I said the order from the house to get fucked up. Yep. You fucked up so you can kill your family. Mm-hmm. And he, he turns around and it's there's a, a man thing. carrying mm-hmm. some uh, drinks out. Uh, what was it called? I don't even know. It was yeah, something with an A. It almost looks like an no, no, it was like an egg yolk, like yellow, mm, thick, mm-hmm. almost custardy looking mixture. I don't know. Something with an A though. Ew, I don't like those. Yeah. Anyways. Like he, a white Russian. Yeah, kind of. Something Milky. like that. Mm-hmm. And he spills it on him and the yeah. the guy is like, Oh, let me clean you off. And then so they go into this bathroom, which this bathroom was cool as fuck. Yeah, I really liked it. I loved it. It was super cool. So neat. Ugh. I'm um, just the use of color in this mm-hmm. film. The pops. The, yeah, the saturation and just going from one to the other, like at the end when we've got that ghostly, the blue yeah. lobby filled with skeletons and mm-hmm. corpses or whatever, to then Wendy running down that just, you know, red hall. Yeah. Well, even so, all the colors, like you said, throughout like the, the decoration and the, like the different wallpapers and mm-hmm. the different patterns and the flooring and stuff. Yeah, it was so, really cool. So cool. Um, and um, we have him talk. They, they go to then to that restroom. They're talking, and that's whenever we find out that this is Mr. Grady, Delbert, Delbert Grady, Grady. and um, he is uh, the guy that's you know was the last caretaker and killed his family. And so mm-hmm. that's whenever Jack's kind of questioning him about it. Um, and Mr. Grady's very unhinged. One, yeah, he's like, I have no recollection of this. Yeah, and then, he keeps telling Grady what he had done. Yeah. And, and then that's whenever we have Jack then um or Mr. Grady saying that like Jack has always been the caretaker. Yeah. He says which, I would know cuz I've always he said here. you've always been the caretaker caretaker. I would know cuz I've always been here. Yeah. Which is then like what? Yeah, it makes it it throws it way off. And then we have um 
Mr. Grady throwing out a racial slur. Yes. Um, whenever I didn't remember that, I did not remember that at all. And when he started saying that, I was like, "Oh, oh, it's like me. It slapped yep. me silly." Yeah, because he says Grady. T- Grady tells him that Danny has contacted someone else, and yeah, and that Jack's like on their someone way. else, and he says a bleep. Yeah, a, a bleep. bleep chef. Yeah, and so then he um, and he says your son has a very great talent. Yeah, and then he's also saying that like whenever he's basically explaining what happened back in the day and saying like my girls tried to do the same thing and whenever they were starting to whatever misbehave i don't remember the term he said but that he corrected them them. and whenever his wife tried to stop him he corrected her that's right so it gives the idea to jack then that he needs to do something about uh miss wendy and about little danny and there he had said that one of his girls had even like stolen some matches and tried to burn the place mm-hmm. down. And that was when he corrected her. That's right. And in The Shining, the book, that's the hotel, burns. that's how it ends. Yeah. It burns down, which then ironically, during filming, part of the set burnt down. Oh, really? And they had to then re like build several pieces Mm -hmm. and so then there's just just this iconic photo of Kubrick laughing in front of um the burnt down set and then it's just everyone kind of says that you know maybe he was laughing due to the irony of the fact that the place like he had tried to change the story so much but then yet it almost kept its it almost stayed true to itself yeah Yeah, I was watching it burnt down Ah, yes. I I was watching a uh, interview with Mr. King, Stephen King, that is. And he also said that like the biggest difference that he would say in terms of the movie is in the book is that in his book, like you said, the hotel burnt down and it was very warm. Mm-hmm. And that in the movie, the hotel freezes over mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. and like everything's cold. Yeah. 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 But anyways, because that's literally uh, how. Mm-hmm. He goes out. And so we have um, then (laughs) that whole conversation happens and we have. um, Wendy basically up in a room making a plan. She's like, oh, yeah, she's pacing back and forth. That's right. Smoking a cigarette. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Saying like, I'm going to get the snow cat. We're going to go this way. And then this is where Tony just starts yelling. Red rum, red Mm -hmm. rum, red rum. Yeah. (laughs) And then that's whenever he's like, Danny's not here. Mm-hmm. And she's then talking to Tony. Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance. Yeah. I like how Tony's so polite the whole time. Mm-hmm. Always calls her Mrs. Torrance. Yeah. Yes, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> I love how that's the little kid, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. How did this little kid not think anything weird? Was, I, that's, what I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have uh, Jack going to the radio. And so he fucks with the radio. He takes out some chips or whatever. So it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I guess at the same time, he also breaks the snow cap, but he we don't figure that out till later. later. Um, and so then we also, because uh, I guess this is all, I don't know how fast this is happening, but we have Mr. Hallerman on a plane. Yep. And it says we're at 8 a.m. at this point. We get yeah. the big flash mm-hmm. 8 a.m. Yeah. Hallerman's flying out to them. Um, and saying so they should land at 820. Wendy, Wendy goes to talk to Jack and that's whenever she can't find him and she finds his uh, typewriter and she sees all the paper, like so his many pages. Script. And it says all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so different variations of like in different languages. Apparently mm-hmm. Kubrick made different um, phrases basically to then make it make sense in other languages. Uh, so not all of them said all work, no play makes Jack a 
Doughboy. Doughboy, yeah. Um, where is it? I, I get you. you mean. Yeah, there was one like basically like in um, in one of them, it was like something. Oh, something about it. It's it was a weird phrase. I was like, what the hell does this have to do with anything? Yeah. Um, I want to find it because it was so weird. Something about you. Um, but yeah, and so we have um. She's obviously like, this is crazy, like reading what hit hundreds of pages, essentially, of the same thing written over and over. And she's like, I'm sure like in shock, like, I can't believe this is what he's been doing this whole time. Mm-hmm. And so that's whenever we have Jack coming in and she's kind of like a deer con in headlights. And she's like, oh, my God. And he's he like, starts talking like to her. Yeah. Um, and so she just basically is just like saying that she wants to get out of there. Um, and jack wants to kill danny yeah basically. basically i found the other the other lines oh, what is in it? italian the line reads the morning has gold in its mouth in german never put off until tomorrow what can be done today and in spanish no matter how early you get up you can't make the sunrise any sooner so he like changed yeah. the phrasing and different mm-hmm. to make it i guess make sense yeah i mean I sometimes those languages, phrases yeah, don't, they translate don't translate as, as well, well. Mm-hmm. um and I guess being relevant. They're all kind of different, though. They are. I, and they're I like really, in their own way. It was the Italian one that threw me off the most. What did the it morning take? has gold in its mouth. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Like, I don't know. That was why I was like, I have to find it because it was weird as fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I Anyways. get it, though. And so, yeah, she they're, they're talking. Um, he's saying that he wants to kill Danny. Basically, he wants to take care of the problem because he's like, what should we do about him? Yeah. And then um, that's whenever he starts coming for Wendy as well. And he's being an asshole to her. And so that's whenever she gets the bat. And she's like, they're basically getting to the stairs at this point. And um, she's just, the way she's it. finagling yeah. this bat so funny and trying Stay to attack away. him. Don't touch me. And he's telling her to put the damn bat down. And finally she gives him a good little whack and he mm-hmm. falls and rolls down the stairs. And it's the way that right before it, he's like, she's like, don't hurt me. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm just going to mm-hmm. fucking bash your brains in. He gives and very it's like, unhinged. He's like, but I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. And it's like, it's so creepy. Yes, you do. You want to. And so, yeah, we have then a, <laughs> Wendy's dragging his body. Um mm-hmm. She, one she's strong yeah she is and so then she takes him in and she um puts him in locks him into the pantry basically as he's already kind of coming to you but she beats him before he can get up and the way that she's struggling with that lock mm-hmm. girl mm. she did look terrified oh, she did a right. phenomenal Whenever job she there was getting in, but i'm like i know you've been cooking you've been in this pantry a million times mm-hmm. what do you mean you don't remember that you have to because then all of a sudden she was like, oh, right. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I was like, girl. <laughs> literally. <laughs> and so then um, she's, then the way she's going through it, the way she's out with that knife, just kind of like listening to him yell at her. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. And the way he he's changed trying to like, manipulate her. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, come and let me out. I'm glad that she stuck to her guns. I think guns. he hurt my head real bad. I'm yeah. feeling real dizzy. Yeah. I love that she stuck with her guns. She's like, I'm going to leave now and I'm going to take. To, uh, to not Tony, to Danny, and we'll be back for you later. You we'll know, bring help. back a doctor. Yeah. And then he goes, you've got a real surprise coming for you. Because I <laughs> fucked up the snow cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they can't leave anywhere. And so then, that's her face, too. She's like, shit. Yeah. Um, and so we have then um, it was so much all snow. of that. Yeah, there's when a lot of snow. When she went out there, mm-hmm. it was like, 
piled up, I mean, to the door, <clears> at least <throat> it kind of reminded me of Crimson Peak. Remember mm. whenever they opened that door, though? Yeah, there's too much that. snow. Yeah. yeah. I just don't understand why anybody would want to live in an area where that, where that much snow like is that. a possibility. It's too cold. <laughs> like, why? It's too much. No. You can't do anything. Uh-uh. It shuts down everything. And so then we have um, Jack's in the... Um, we get 4 p.m. Pantry. It yeah, flashes. Yeah. And, and yeah, he's, and in, he's the in the pantry. And that's when he's talking to... Grady. Thank you, Mr. Grady. And uh, basically, um, uh, Grady's like, if you, you know, you're going to take care of this problem, I'm going to let you out, basically. And he says, your wife appears to be stronger than we imagined, which is interesting. I feel like at this point, mm-hmm. maybe they were staying true to the book a mm-hmm. little bit. And he says, she's somewhat more resourceful. She seems to have like outwitted you. And he yeah. was like, for the moment. Yeah. And then this is where Grady then goes, you you have to deal with this in the harshest possible manner, mm-hmm. basically saying like, you got to fucking kill them. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without He's, explicitly saying kill yeah, them. Yeah. It was like code. He was yeah. just being like, you know what you have to do. Well, you know what that implies. Mm-hmm. It yeah. gave me very like Amneville or which I've never seen that one. Oh, that's right. I gotta that's watch right. it. We need to. Um, but yeah, um, we, yeah, so he's basically lets him out of the, the pantry so that way he can go and wreck some more havoc. Mm -hmm. And so he then, and then we get also get, I believe after that, we get a shot of Dick and the snowcat at this point. He's already had arrived. He had called someone and someone was going to help him, uh, get there. So, um, yeah, I think that's when he passes the, um, the wreck on the road. mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, uh, Whenever we have, I think at that point, I think Wendy kind of gave up for a whole minute because she was just taking a nap. nap. (laughs) She was asleep, (laughs) locked up in their room. And Danny's just saying red rum, like watching her. Yeah. And at that point, he goes and he grabs a knife. He's kind of being weird. And And then he grabs the lipstick and he writes on the door red rum. And that's whenever she wakes up, obviously, to be creepy. And she sees the reflection on the mirror and it says murder Mm -hmm. with like the R spelled backwards. And then it zooms in, it pans in. Danny. (laughs) on it and it's like okay and so then we have um jack comes in um basically he starts screaming red louder right before he he doesn't say honey i'm home he says windy windy i'm I'm home home." that's right yeah which is uh, that is everyone thinks he says yeah honey i'm home and it's not because I, I even I remember thought, it being honey, I'm home. Yeah, me yeah, too. You're right. He does and say Wendy, I'm home. I remember like watching it and thinking like, okay, well, does he say it like later? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too, and then nope, he never did. And so yeah, weird. He said yeah. Wendy, I'm home. Um, and so it's convenient that they had that little snow slide from that bathroom window. Oh yeah, and so <laughs> because he comes in there and they're trying to hide, she they get into the restroom. She lets little Danny slide out of the the restroom window and the way she's trying to get out but she can't fit apparently Which, her hips too big i don't know i, I feel like her, her chest she, yeah, even though she, she was so even, tiny yeah i was like she couldn't get out i was like she probably could try it a little harder but you know whatever that's what i was thinking too i was like but girl come on i felt like there was room but anyways she lets danny out and so then um as she's like hiding in the restroom we have uh uh, uh jack then um Chopping away at the door. And he says, little pigs, little pigs, let me come mm-hmm. in. And he says, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your door in. And then he, he eventually gets to breaking like a big old hole in the door. And he says the infamous line. Here's like, Johnny. Here's Johnny. Which he apparently improvised. Mm. Wasn't actually in, in the script. Gotcha. But and also, I'm like, but your name's Jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Who knows? And it would have, like, if Gil, uh, Delbert Grady, mm-hmm. if his name had maybe been Johnny or something. Mm, like, maybe. I don't but know. It but it wasn't. So, so very confusing. Who knows? Yeah. 
Um, but right as he then tries to unlock the door after he is so, and this was the door scene that I believe took sixty mm, sixty mm-hmm. doors were harmed in the making of this door, yeah. scene. Um, and yeah, she's like Shelly as well because they had to do it so many times that like she was like distraught by mm-hmm. this time. And so that's what produced, apparently like, she started losing hair mm, from the amount of stress of I filming. Like her body was just like shutting down. Yeah, which is just insane. That's why she gave it back to me. Yep. <laughs> it's just like I mean, it's just like in The Exorcist mm, with Linda Blair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. But basically, yeah. Anyways, so then Danny cuts out and he goes and he hides in the kitchen, which is like, and then really fast, quickly. Jack seems to be there mm-hmm. in the yeah. kitchen walking around. Um, and then oh, at this point, Hallerman comes in. This is really sad. Because I'm like, oh, like, everything that he took for him to get there. And literally, he just comes in and he's like, hello, hi. Yeah. Dead. He's in there yelling. So and I'm fast. like, homeboy, you know shit is going down. Why are yeah. you walking in screaming? Yeah. yeah. He should have been a little bit more, uh, I don't even know. Apparently, the actor who um, played Hallerman did not know because in the, in the novel, mm-hmm. he does not die. Yeah. In the original script, he, he does die. not die. Yeah. <laughs> and so this was like... They just at the last second decided like to do it. Die. He was like, he was very shocked upon uh, his death scene. He was like, yeah. what? Yeah. This wasn't this wasn't, wasn't in the plans. plan. Yeah. So that was interesting too. <clears throat> yeah, he's a jazz musician. The guy who played him. Oh really? Yeah, he was oh, a jazz musician. Fun. Yeah. Um, also like Bob Duke. And so yeah, really. And then um, so so many ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, after you know he's obviously killing Dick, and so um, Danny feels this because they share like a connection, and Danny starts screaming, and that's whenever Jack is like, oh, I gotcha, and that's whenever he sees him come out of the little, he's in like a kitchen thing or whatever, whatever. It was. Yeah. Like a, you know those yeah, little, little silver. It's like what they hid in a dress part. Exactly. Too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so he comes out of that, and he starts running, and that's whenever Jack goes chasing after him, mm-hmm. and then finally they end up going outside, right? Yeah. I believe outside. Danny does run At that out point, to the and then he follows him, but then we also circle back to um, Wendy running, Wendy running, and that's whenever she sees the whole bear scene. Yeah, the bear head. Because she hears people chanting upstairs. Yeah, she hears all that. I was wondering too. I was like, wait, is she hearing what I'm hearing? Or is that just like, but yeah, she was mm-hmm. hearing that, right? Yeah, and so she kind of was led up there. And then, yeah, that's where we get the uh, iconic, but also suit? like what? what? Monster, like head? bear head giving head. Yep. And I was like, was that to Grady? Was it Grady who was getting the no, head? No, I don't think it was Grady. No, it was no. just another random yeah. person. Mm-hmm. I did try to look up. I was like, what does the man in a bear costume giving a blowjob mean in The Shining? And basically, um, I don't know. Some people <laughs> were just like, someone said, it's from the novel. Oh, so, okay. okay. Um, but then in the words of Freud, no, this can't be right. But apparently, Apparently, Kubrick was obsessed with Freud and oh. like Freudian ideology mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then this, so this answer just says, and this is on Reddit. It says, in the words of Freud, sometimes a man in a bear costume giving a blowjob is just a man in a bear costume giving a blowjob, mm-hmm. which that obviously isn't the words of yeah. Freud. Right, but I get what you mean. Like, there's nothing to it really than just like the obscenity. <laughs> Someone's of it. answer said, bears suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why the bear was giving a blowjob. And so obviously, Winnie's pretty thrown off by this and she gives oh. one of those iconic, like, I opening faces. What's up? In the book, it's explained that the owner of the Overlook Hotel liked to throw wild parties and he'd often dress up like an animal and he was secretly a homosexual and would gauge, engage in secret gay affairs. Look, this is a gay icon movie too. Here we go. Um, wow. Sometimes he'd wear a mask, I suspect, as some way of divorcing himself from what he's doing. And so in the book, the ghost sighting of the man in costume makes sense because it has context. In the film, it stands out as being really out of left field, as maybe as if maybe Kubrick shot the scene to give it context but never used it. Uh, um, yeah, I can see that. And so, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Another queer movie. And so, yeah, we have all that happening. It is one of the iconic scenes in it, though. Yeah. Like, you, you Everybody remembers know. that. Yeah. Because um, it's so fucking weird. <clears throat> yeah. And, and even because his face was like yellow. Yeah. It almost it also almost looked like a boar. It was weird. It was not like a very typical bear, bear. mask, yeah. but it was very a bear, like, fuzzy suit that he was, was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it like the nose was like upturned in such a way that it almost looked like it had tusks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Very Yeah, odd. I can see that, though. Yeah. Um, and so then after that, we have Nancy then also getting scared again because she goes downstairs and that's whenever she's a skeleton scene. And she looks yeah. in like the ballroom and there's like nothing but like skeletons she and finds, people and like cobwebs. She finds Hallerman's body first and then turns around and there's oh, a bloody right. guy saying great party isn't it oh that's right and yeah. who was that was that Grady or just another no, random, person? Just random person okay I was like Grady looks like every white person that has shown up in this field but yeah then so then the cobwebs and skeletons there it does seem almost like kitschy like mm-hmm. this is like the only like moment where this becomes mm-hmm. like a horror film in mm-hmm. the sense of yeah. horror in that day and age and um, it seems almost cheap and it then does. Then she seems like the blood rushing in and stuff, and then she's mm-hmm. running down that hallway. Yeah. And the like juxtaposition of those two, a lot of people said that you know to go from how cheap that was, and then to her running down that hallway made that so much more terrifying, mm. especially to watch on the big screen. They said when they I saw gotcha. it when it came out um, that it felt so cheap, and then it made you feel really in the moment with yeah. her there. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, I can see that, and that's the attention to detail mm-hmm. that that went into the movie. 
Um, and then after that, um, she's so she all that shit's happening. Finally, she makes her way outside, but we're also getting flashes into um, Danny and um, yeah. uh, Jack outside going through the maze because eventually Danny gets through that maze and Mr. Torrance is chasing him. And at a certain point, thankfully, Danny gets a little smart and like starts covering his tracks mm-hmm. to like hide where he's going. Um, but there's then, conspiracy theories behind that too. I don't really remember what they were, mm. but apparently that also <laughs> was something, something that people yeah. looked into as well. Yeah. Everything, every little thing. There was like a poster <clears throat> on the wall at one point where there was like a Manator or something. A Minotaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were like, "This is all about that." I and, think I heard about that too, actually. And so, um, but he ends up. Uh, finding him mm-hmm. um, and then we have Danny running again and Danny ends up getting out of the maze but then Jack is still lost in the maze um, and we have um, uh, Wendy finally going outside and she sees Danny coming out of the maze and then they get into the snowcat and you can hear it turn on and Jack hears it turns on but he's still lost in the fucking maze mm-hmm. and he can't get out he can't find his way out he can't and find his way out of his own head exactly it's the, like, the analogy of like the descent into madness mm-hmm. um, and yeah we have basically them Escape. escaping and surviving and then we have a flash of him like literally frozen and yeah. he's supposed to be dead. Also an icon- iconic scene. Yeah, iconic. Him. And then after that, we get the flash of a long zoom pan into like a picture on the wall. Mm-hmm. And it's from 1921, I believe, or 24, yes, 21. Yes, 1921. Um, and it's a party, some charity party ball. The July 4th ball. Well, July 4th ball. And it's the way that it keeps zooming in on his mm-hmm. face. Like you couldn't tell that it was him already. Yeah. From the- and then we have Jack Torrance literally there um, uh-huh. from 19. 19- so that that it's like the, a great movie until that last like 40 seconds because then you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Was he here the whole time? So Is he a reincarnation? I tried Is to look like up a- like, uh, I was like, okay, what the hell oh, is the meaning of the, the ending? Yeah, and that's how it ends. Yeah. So. This article, it is on Collider. I don't know. But it says, The Shining is full of ambiguity from the start to finish. And it says, Was Lloyd ever really there? Who is the lady in 237? What did she do to Danny? Why does Mm -hmm. Grady tell Jack that he he is the caretaker? And it says, But the greatest mystery of all is that final shot of Jack at the Overlook Hotel in the year 1921. One of the more popular theories is that the Overlook absorbed Jack's soul after he died, claiming him as it did with the guests whose spirits are trapped in the hotel. Surprisingly, in a film where so much is left to interpretation, Kubrick actually explained that ambiguous ending. He said in an interview with French film critic, uh, Michel, 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 looks Mm -hmm. like cement. Kubrick said that the ballroom photograph suggests the reincarnation of Jack. We can assume then that Jack was originally a guest or possibly a staff member at the Overlook Hotel, which explains how Lloyd, the bartender, greeted him like an old friend and why Delbert Grady claimed that Jack was always a caretaker. Mm -hmm. This would also explain that Charles Grady, the old, oh, Charles Grady, the old caretaker who has infamously murdered his wife and little girls, was a reincarnation of Delbert Grady or Jeevesy. It seemed that Jack has been and will always be trapped in the Overlook Hotel. So he'll just basically keep coming back. That's and crazy. And history will keep repeating, repeating itself. itself. But this was the first time that he didn't kill somebody, though. That's true. Right. Well, he so did kill Hallerman. Well, mm, <laughs> maybe that's enough blood sacrifice. Yeah. Um, wow, that's crazy. Um, are we ready for the booze? Yes. Yeah. There's. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other more fun facts that I think we basically covered everything. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to. I was looking at all of the. I had started taking like little side notes on, on everything that notes. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I think I covered all the weird conspiracy theories throughout. So, yay. Um, yeah, I think we're ready for booze then. <coughs> Drum roll. <laughs> I would give The Shining a f- 4.8. Why is that? Um, and rewatching it, I think it was just like a really good uh, story. Like I like how it's not. There's literally only three characters. There's really not that much that happens, but because of like 
I personally really like the soundscape and like the music and like the the build that it all kind of leads up to. Mm. Um, it's a really slow burn, but yeah, it's the first long movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's ah, uh, what's um, mm, visually it's very pleasing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Like visually, it's very pleasing. The storyline so is good, shot. and it, it really maybe I'm getting being biased just because like it's such a like popular movie or biased like classic, but like I don't know. It really does still give me the vibes of like wow, okay, this is a, a really top notch horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it, it is. Uh, the acting by Danny, by Shelley, by Jack Nicholson. Um, I love you haven't seen Dr. Sleep. I haven't. Um, and Dr. Really Sleep is that. like a continuation. And I love how this is basically the background for all that because Dr. Sleep really gets way more into like all the shine and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And so it's, yeah, it's a really cool like little like uh, back foundation for all that. Uh, even though this was it. first the original concept. But yeah, it's really good. I liked it. Overall, I really enjoyed it. And I would rec- obviously recommend it to anybody. Um, if they wanted to watch it. Um, but it's, I also get that it's probably not for everybody as well because it's not like, a make you jump 25 times or like you have a lot of like momentum or action mm-hmm. going. It's very much more like the dynamic of this family and what they're going through and what it's happens. Intellectual. Intellectual and what it's happens during isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I was incorrect earlier when I said that, I think I've said that Kubrick had a lot of like nods towards the mask of the red death. King did. Mm -hmm. King had a lot of nods to him. Um, What was I about to say? Your rating maybe? Yeah. My rating. I agree though. I I do think the, I I don't dislike the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I I actually did really like it. I think it was all well placed and Mm -hmm. exactly where it should be. Um, Oh, the other thing was, so in the Timberland Lodge, they said that the original room was 217 mm-hmm. and well so 217 is where king stayed in the stanley but and because of the out the exterior of the timberland lodge they didn't want people to associate it with yeah. it they did not want to be connected to it basically and so they made them change 217 to 237 but yeah. one of the moon <laughs> one of the moon landing theories or something was like they were like this is not true it was actually because of this. And they were like, that's, they're like, that's not yeah. true at all. And I was like, yes, it, yes, it is. That yeah. is why they changed. That is because why they changed they, it. The, that's like a pretty whole, known fact. The hotel just didn't want it to be like associated with like yeah. people being scared. But this like, guy was like, no, <clears throat> it's because 237 is actually, and that's the where he went into yeah. the moon room theory. And it was like, okay, dude. That's um, a lot, yeah. Anyways, but I overall, yeah, this scene was, or this film was just, absolutely gorgeous everything was amazing um the acting like i said if you take this away from the book and it's been so long since i've read the novel i would like to go back and reread it so that way i could have maybe a little bit more context um but it if you separate it from that it's a wonderful film yeah in and of itself and everything that just happens in it is so uh, it was very unlike i feel anything of its time Mm -hmm. and You're right. It does go. It's a slow burn, but the time passes very quickly. Yeah. And Um, like, because you have to have that slow burn in order to watch like the spiral. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just like 
the spiral. That is the film we're going to be watching next week. Now, not like a jigsaw thing. It's called, it's 2019 is what it is. The spiral. It's a shutter original. Are you okay with watching that? Sorry. I'm down for it. It's a really good, and it's also about a gay couple. So I was like, we could just keep tying into pride. Um, But really good film. Will that episode come out during Pride Month? Nope. It's okay. But it's, it's okay. Our first one. Pride maybe all wasn't. year round. Yeah. Year round pride. Uh, but for this film, I don't know. I'm. What? I'm trying to decide my boo rating. I really oh, do mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go with a 4.82. Like as well. Sorry. Okay. 4.8. 4. 4. 8 <laughs> as well. Um, 4.82 <laughs> Because yeah, it is. I mean, it's a classic. It's. Well done. It is a film that does take multiple watches um, or viewings, mm-hmm. but that is just kind of true to Kubrick himself. Yeah. Um, his films are very, they're not intended to just be like taken at face value, yeah. which you is why so many people kept thinking into it, mm-hmm. which just, yeah, watch. The more I would like recommend y'all watch 237 because it's just, <laughs> it's almost ridiculous. Yeah. it's I, We were watching it this morning and I was like, what the fuck? Like these people are reaching. <laughs> people, that's what people do though with conspiracy theories. It was though. just so like, hard for me to follow. Like some of them, I'm uh, just like, where the f- what? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I'm gonna go watch it. But it it was still entertaining. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. I mean, to see like how much people well, they were like so literally inter- watching it frame by frame. There's so many interpretations there that is. you could take. People, you know, have their own already like imaginations going and so Mm -hmm. mixing that and And one guy even says he was like i don't know if at this point he was like at first i wasn't sure if i was right or if i was just seeing what i wanted to see Mm -hmm. and like creating the story and then he goes but then i knew i was right when the ball like rolled towards danny kind of thing and Mm. he went to room 237 and it said room and in capitalized but the oh was moon yeah and he's like the only two words that can come from this are moon and room (laughs) I'm like how, but okay. okay. <laughs> Anyways, so four point eight from 4. your booze, yeah, yeah. From overall for Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Um, yeah, that's a it is a classic. It's a beast. Yeah, you should watch it, you guys. Monster of a film. We watch it. I watch it on HBO Max. I watch it on HBO Max as well. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. So HBO Max. Yeah, and uh, we are at the. Rogue Media Network Studios. We are. We're uh, in a side room today. Side room. Because we're moving. Going through a little transition here phase, but we'll be in a new studio here soon that is supposed to be really spanking brand new and nice. So yeah, we're really excited cool. about that. Um, make sure you check out all the other podcasts that are on um, Rogue Media Network, which you can check out at RogueMediaNetwork.com, um, like Poltergals, um, and... We, there's a plethora of so many other ones on there as well. So many and cool podcasts. You can also listen to us on um, your like major streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. One being Spotify, and the other being Apple Podcast, uh-huh. um, or you know wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. But wherever you do listen, don't forget to 
rate, review, like, and subscribe. That's right. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Coworkers. Tell everybody. Tell write cash little notes cheer. and attach them to the little legs of pigeons and have them fly out. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can put a message in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And send it across the Pacific. That's and hopefully right. someone will watch it on the other side. Maybe a shark will. Maybe. Oh, I love sharks. And, um, yeah, <laughs> make sure if you haven't already, please look us up on social media, only one being... Um, instagram and that is at boo bays podcast and that is b-o-o-b-a-e-s podcast and that's only one two b's not babes yeah we're your boo bays not your boo babes got it yeah and <laughs> yeah make sure y'all um watch the movie uh what was it called again um spiral, spiral on, on shutter yeah yeah on it's, shutter you guys it's kind of I've, I've seen it once i was going back and because those of you Mm-hmm. Maybe some of you know that I used to have an old podcast called What's Your Excuse? Mm-hmm. And I was I knew that I had done an episode on the Stanley Hotel before. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to go back and listen to it and um, just see like what little fun facts I had covered about the Stanley yeah. in general. And um, I guess right before recording that I had watched Spiral. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. then I was talking about it on that episode and gotcha. I was like, oh, was a fucking good movie i did like it and okay. then looking it up and so i don't think it got really great reviews mm-hmm. um and it might not actually be that good watching it from this lens i just know that the first time i watched it first and only time i've ever watched it i enjoyed it we're gonna check it out i was like oh this is fucking weird so mm-hmm. cool well you guys until next time bye bays. bye bays This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.